Yeah, I heard it. I heard it was jettisoned. Oh well. By the way, I want to focus on John's question to me, which should be for Kyle, I believe. <laughs> is it like hot dogs and dry plates? What is? It? <laughs> <laughs> that was a total Kyle thing. That <laughs> was a Kyle thing. Because Kyle somehow <laughs> thought that was less dirty than hot dogs <laughs> <that> always. <laughs> it's just. Not any better. <laughs> it's like almost worse. He's That's a sexy driveway you got there, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
some nice hardwood or something and like make a wood version of that. You could even ship it as a flat pack and like let the customer put it together. See, seeing opportunity. There it is. Yeah. Uh, Cause the cardboard is fine. I mean, it does, does what it needs to do, but it'd be better if it was wood. So, and then you can oh, like yeah. engrave some designs on it or something. John knows what's up. Laser Pokemon on slate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, but uh, Miranda would have a, uh, copyright trademark yeah so, yeah uh i can't do that we could come up with our own pokemon that would be fun if we just like kyle's been, true kyle's been wanting to do an episode I, yeah wait yeah, a minute i have a buddy i have a buddy who who uh who draws his own so i'll have to hit him up for some artwork you ask him to make one that has a blobfish artwork <laughs> kyle's been wanting to do an episode on like wacom tablet usage. Oh, i got i got one yeah. I just bought one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kyle I have a- just got an Apple pencil. And uh, so maybe when we're testing those out, we can come up like me, Jimmy, and Matt will describe the Pokemon's abilities. And then you guys can compete to see who can draw oh, the better fuck. fake-ass Pokemon. And then we can engrave it. Mine will look great. like all of them. There's like, how many fingers does it have? I don't know. This many. And it's like, that's... that's you don't know like that. The head is a turtle and the body is a zebra. And the chungus is mine a is, bear. Mine's going to be a killer pineapple, just so you know. They make you call him, call him hokey, man. Why are you saying hokey. killer pineapple? Because that's like the, the one, man. That's the kiddos. Like, we can make that real now. The, we can have, like... Felix has been watching this video on YouTube lately where there's this little girl and she's sitting with another little girl and she's like, it has eight rows of razor sharp teeth and is killing everyone. And then the other girl's like, that sounds stupid. And then she goes, does this look stupid to you? And it's a pineapple with like razor sharp teeth. Like, like kills people? he told us all about it. Like a couple of times. So I'm saying he we can make it? it into Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, I get. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's what it's from. <laughs> I finally found like the source video and it's just as bizarre as it sounds. Neither here nor there, but yeah, that sounds like a great Pokemon. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast. If you like listening to a grown man force Pokemon into a conversation about laser engraving, Kyle, <sighs> <laughs> we have some questions, dude. Real, hit, hit us, dude. What's up? What's going on? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to get caught up Hi, here. We got a, a lot of hellos. Hmm. Vince was first in Whoa. and first like, apparently. Thank you, Vince. Appreciate you, bud. Hey, Will. Yeah, hey, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I love my stomach. So. Uh, first question. Jimmy, how the puck are you, man? Yeah. Hey. Jimmy. Jimmy's very uh, angry at me right now because while I was on my week-long vacation, I didn't really talk to Jimmy either. <laughs> Matt's used to it. Matt's used to the neglect, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. The only person there's literally gets- like 15 messages that are just me talking to the wind, and I'm talking okay with yourself. it. Yeah. I know you're uh, gonna read it when you're taking a crap. It's okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly when I read it. Yeah. <laughs> precisely. Uh, so Jimmy's not talking to me at the moment. <clears throat> there's a lot of slate questions on there. I answered already. Imagine. What else do we got, Kyle? I'm looking for one that hasn't been addressed yet. We do have AZ a, Heat. AZ Heat. Jimmy question. just finished his slate video. Oh, nice. Which is is it pretty Ooh. similar to the canvas video, but slate? Um, it goes in more detail of how you a little more detail than last time. That's yeah. good for people, dude. That's money. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll start editing that shortly. That's in my uh 
my backlog folder. If a Charizard is riding east on a moped from Buffalo at 35 kilometers an hour. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. All right. So, AZ, uh, kind of, uh, no, it's not, it's not dumb. Don't say that. Uh, on my CO2 laser, I hit the autofocus, and the bed drove itself into the laser head and bent the bed. Mm. Is the laser head durable enough to take a hit from that? Um, no, probably not. You, your gantry is probably needs to be realigned at a minimum. Um, so what you want to do is you want to make sure autofocus utilizes usually uh, a switch that gets hit. And it could be like a button on the bottom of the head or it could be somewhere else. Or if you're, if the bed goes down and then returns back up, there'll be a switch at the bottom instead. Uh, but essentially you want to make sure that that's intact and working. I just want to mention too, they're not always physical switches. Sometimes they're magnetic switches, which appear as like little orange or yellow squares. Um, True. And limit switches cost literally nothing it's two wires and they're very very easy to swap out and they go bad all the time so if your limit switch is busted you can and should replace it yeah actually, do that it's, every time. it's pennies you can get a pack of 10 of them for cheap i actually had that um, happen on my uh on my y mm-hmm. and it was because during just some engraving i was hitting it really fast it was uh i think it was acrylic but it was like really fast and it actually jostled one of the ends loose. Mm. And so the wiring had come undone. But the same thing happened to Y. If that ever happens, you hear like a slam and like a and your motor's just going. Check your wiring. Takes yep. like two seconds. And it literally was just connecting the end back. And it worked. Yep. Yep. Check that um, on switch. Because you're just going to have you're going to have uh, collisions every time if, if they're bro- broken, if it's yep. not getting a signal for some reason, something like that. Yep. Um, so that, that's the potential cause and the, the, the durable part of your question is, um, you want to make sure that everything is still aligned and you didn't bend anything. Um, do, do a mirror alignment. Yeah. Um, ju- just to be some, safe. So you don't screw yourself up. Right. It'll, it'll show up in that mirror alignment. So yep. that'd be probably the first thing to do before you do anything else. Yep. And, uh, R- Riley black also addressed that for us too in chat. So that's cool. Ew. Um, it's true. And let's see. Definitely makes your butthole clinch for sure. Yeah. Have, have the the guys, sound of things hitting when they shouldn't be is... Grinding um, machines. Ugh. Have you guys taken a break yet after the, like, for, like, the post-holiday work? I did for, like, a weekend. Just a we're weekend? Already, yeah, we're already back. We're getting ready for thanks or, uh we're like prepping ideas for Valentine's Day. Mm. Oh wow, good for you. That's yeah. great. So like actually we Diana, here let me grab this. Diana actually made this picture of Ooh. us on Ooh. wood. It's we're tweaking it, but we also are putting it's really nice song lyrics on top of it with oh, standoffs. Nice. No, so like if someone's cool. someone has a wedding song, they can put that on front of their picture and have it like offset a little bit. So we're trying to play. So we got, I got like a hundred of those um, shadow boxes. I was like, well, let's figure out something to do with those. You know? Oh, that's smart. Um, yeah. So we're gonna make shadow boxes or just throw them on a little quick little easel stand. You know, something simple. Yeah. Um, two different price. Like we're trying to play that idea and and tweak the damn, you know, the images or 
you know, like Jimmy showed us in his videos, it's everything's different every time, you know? Yep. yep. We're just yep. trying to work on the next season. We're like, okay, let's go ahead and start getting the ideas out now. It's not is that, but it's is that one eighth acrylic? What's that? Is that one eighth acrylic that you're doing that on? Like the, the yep. front? Yep. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, one eighth acrylic and three millimeter. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a good size, hefty. Birch. Yeah, it's not going to get, you know, just. Offset. It's gonna be keep everything together. You're gonna get on that ukuch and, and switch off that nasty plywood, man. Me? Yeah, you gotta go oh, hardwood with that high quality. That hardwood. Speaking going on. speaking of, I don't even know what I have. I don't even know. <laughs> I still have a forty pound box of stuff to open. Oh yeah, you do. You did get your uh, your two yeah. boxes of domestic seconds, huh? Well, it was one big box. Mm. Um. Maybe, maybe we'll get to unboxing that tonight. But uh, to, to all you guys in chat, if you have any questions, now's the time to drop them in the in the in the comments. So Boyce is already back to work. Jimmy, what did you do for the? Did you take a holiday break from working? You doing orders? What are you doing? I did a couple orders, but I goofed off a lot. Good. <laughs> I tried, you know, doing new things with the laser with the fiber, just monkeying around. Yeah. I burnt up a coin, right, Kyle? <laughs> Hey, I actually if, if, if you don't burn something up at least once a month, you're not really burning to learn, are you? Boy, that brass yeah. makes pretty colors. Do you have a? Uh, did you get your Umbry order in? My what? Or your Swiss buoy? I forget where you ordered. Umbry. You got Swiss buoy or Umbry? Yeah, I actually just ordered some coins. I think, I think Jimmy's been oh. loving Umbry. Brass and uh, stainless. Oh, yeah, look at that. this guy. And there's uh. uh what do you call it? Copper? Nope. Uh, Cooper nickel. Cooper. Oh yeah, yeah. Cooper nickel. That's mm. what coins are actually made out of. Are you happy with them? Do they feel high quality? I, I these are badass. Did you Umbury's, order from Swiss Buoy or Umbury? Swiss Buoy don't have forty millimeter. Oh, okay. So it's Umbury. Umbury, yep. There's a link on lasereverything.net. Under very the nice. Very. J Jimmy has a hard on for those forty millimeter coins. Yeah, he likes the big. A ones. lot of people do, yeah. man. Man, when you drop them on the table, you can feel it reverberate the ground underneath it. Guy ordered a, like gonna, five like, of them for his uh, buddies for they play cards. I guess or uh, I don't know chips and whatever gambling and. They always have a uh, some sort of coin or something that they would keep there. Yeah, you put on top of your cards. Yeah, and uh, they, he made me make them all unique, unique mm. coins for what they like, so everybody will have a different coin. That's cool. That's oh, cool. You know what? That's cool. Thick dude, like custom uh, dealer, big blind and small blind coins. That'd be that'd be really mm -hmm. cool. That'd yeah. be chill. That'd be yeah. super cool. I still yeah. want to put together like my lucky scratchers for uh for scratch like, off yeah, lottery scratch tickets. Off, like, lottery tickets like literally just like lucky scratchers. I don't know. I just feel like it's just a money maker waiting to happen. I got to do that. You got to do the little. <laughs> what? You know what I'm talking about? Nope. The the Chinese cat. Well. Oh, the the little like this. You didn't do the motion. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> I was like, you gotta do this. Think of this, you know. It looks like you're flexing really <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um Willie Sims is asking, do we have a time frame on the laser everything market? We did, kind of. Willie Sims. First things first, everybody's asking 
me for a date and I'm not allowed to give dates anymore. My wife has strictly nope. forbidden me from giving dates because I've been wrong so many times. Uh, so I'm not allowed to give dates anymore. But here's the most recent update. Um, everything technical about how the website works, how vendors interact with it, the processes that happen when handling money, all of that done. Except it's awesome. Except returns do not currently work. And they spent like 20 hours of my money trying to figure out why. And then they came to the conclusion that it was CS cart, which is our back end. Uh, it was their problem that needed to be fixed. So I reached out to support premium support is $360 a month from them. <laughs> so I reached out to support and uh, I was like, hey, my web developers say that this is, you know, your issue. And then a week later, they came back and they were like, it's totally our issue. Our bad. We'll fix that uh, right away. And it, we should have it resolved in 30 to 45 days. Damn. Was that so 30, 30 to 45 days is premium? Yeah. So I, I think yeah. I think Alex got around the time frame issue off of a technicality that it wasn't our time frame. Yeah. It was so somebody else's time frame. The- at the very least, this all went down a week ago ish. So at the very least, I would say twenty three to thirty five days ish. Uh, at the very least, and there's still and we, stuff we have to do. We still have to test out and do, and do other do things. A ton of testing. We need to do listings. We need to do. Uh, I want to do like a mini series of a micro series on how to add products and how to manage your vendor backend. It's very easy, but people are going to ask. So I want to just have that prepared in advance, like a five episode micro series on just how to navigate the vendor backend. Can yeah. you um, start that with like something like you just sitting there and being like, oh, hey, I didn't oh, see you there. Hello. Didn't see you there. Today you we're going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You guys spin around your chair, you know, just with the pipe, like a bubble pipe. Yeah. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> totally. A bubble pipe. Yes. <laughs> with a kazoo. <laughs> uh, Miranda also says also some of the laws and rules for online marketplaces have changed since we started with a smiling, crying face. So yeah. lots of backend stuff needs to be updated to make sure that we're compliant with that. We're yeah. working on it, guys. We're, we're working on it. I'm going as fast as I possibly can. I dedicate more time to that probably these days than I do to actually like editing video. And it's a lot of like boring paperwork and legal stuff. A multi facilitating a multi vendor marketplace is a very complex issue that that or task that is usually handled by teams. <laughs> and I'm trying to do it by myself. Dozens and dozons of people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and we're, no get, we're, get, we're getting there. It it looks like a marketplace. And the buttons do things, and most of the process functions, which is light years ahead of where we were two months ago, where just about everything was broken. Kyle's been back there. He's seen it. I mean, literally nothing worked. Uh, so the new web development team has done a really, really good job at advancing us to where we are now. There's some big hurdles in our way at the moment, but it seems like we're well beyond the 75% point. And uh, I don't see why we can't solve the problems that are ahead of us right now. It's just going to take a little more sustained effort. So, Would you say that the team is laser focused? Uh, I would not because that is 
trite. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be premium. You know, you're fantastic. It's back. I know it's back. Just like the mix sandwich or the <laughs> McRib. The McRib. <laughs> it's just gonna float around every now and then. <laughs> Emergencystop.net. Um so AZ says, do I need EasyCAD to run my fiber laser or can I just go with Lightburn with no EasyCAD installed, both CO2 and fiber? Um, that's a big, it depends. Um, so uh, CO2, yeah, you can probably use Lightburn, um, yeah, assuming you have a DSP or G-code controller. Um, for fiber, it's going to depend on if your fiber laser is an EasyCAD 2 control board based fiber laser or one of the copycat boards based off of that will probably work three. Um, if it's easy three, you can't use Lightburn. Yep. So, um, you know, um, it big, it depends. Um, you, if it is easy CAD two based, you can totally skip easy CAD two and go straight to Lightburn. That's fine. Um, there are both benefits and downsides to that, depending on what the level of setup that came with your laser is. Um, and how far along progressed it is and refined. Um, I would encourage you to check out the Lightburn for Galvo crash course. Uh, go to the channel, go to the playlist, go to Lightburn for Galvo. Um, watch through that from beginning to end, and that will kind of explain that. The other thing that I would mention to uh, add on to the end of that would be just like, even if you don't plan on using EasyCAD, I would have a way to access and run it and at least run yeah. it one time and connect it to the machine because during the course of the Lightburn for Gantry or Lightburn for Galvo crash course, there it the process is made substantially easier by having access to settings and files within those EasyCAD folders so that you can make sure that you move over to Lightburn in a in a really seamless way. Uh, so yeah. you know, I wouldn't like throw the easy cad in the trash you know like like have it and make sure that it works because we'll reference it a couple times during that course and it it makes a big difference absolutely yep. um yeah yeah these are those easels boys gotta do a shout out to our twitch followers oh, right. okay cool. <laughs> laser tana What's Greetings. Uh, Rick Blizzard saying, thinking about buying the mom port 40 watt CO2 and the mom port 40 watt fiber. Is this a good starting point? Any recommendations on brand or type? Thanks. Uh, we haven't that, used. Uh, I'll let you go first. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. So we haven't used mom ports lasers, first of all. Uh, they are desperate to send us one of those 40 watt lasers that, that you've been mentioning. And we have rejected it a dozen times uh, because it's really just a K40. And because it's really just a K40, I can't recommend it to you, especially if you're just getting started. They're uh, a lot of work. Uh, I, I just, I would take that money. And honestly, my, Michael Mullins is gonna roll over somewhere in his bed for like stir up, but but like <laughs> I would spend that money on a, a high end diode before I spent it on like a K forty. I would avoid that. I don't know about I'm, fiber. Fiber's like, completely like up there. I'm I'm gonna agree with you on that because at the end of the day, the the abilities and what the K forty unlocks to you as a tool is it's a starter machine, but 
the vast majority of people are going to need more than like an inch and a half of Z depth. And the average user is going to eventually want to try rotary. And the average user <laughs> is going to have a really hard time fitting what they want to engrave in that, like well, in that space. Even if you're using, I mean, you're, you're basically limiting yourself to using very small pieces of pre-cut plywood or really like even the stuff that comes from like most wood distributors like ukuch or even like the um cutting boards like the etsy pre-cut stuff like what whatever you're getting for for wood or whatever a lot of the stuff that you're getting is still going to be too long to fit in the smallest k40 so now you're in terms of convenience and usability you're really limited and by the time you're done upgrading that machine you're your width and your your length in terms of usable space isn't changing. And most of the time, the upgrades that consist of that machine are wiring in a new controller or cutting out the bottom so that you can fit a rotary in and then you have to wire in a rotary. So, and that's like the ghetto way of getting more Z-depth too. So it's, by the time you're done investing in it, you could have bought a $2,000 machine that is already made for that. The Umtex, if you're on a budget, are a good option. They're not the greatest machines in the world, but they're serviceable. Until you uh, learn how to fix them. Yeah, they're serviceable. And it's much easier to work on something of that size uh, that already has a Ruida controller in it than something that doesn't. So uh, you can check those out on the buying guide. So these are everything.net slash buying guide. Look at some of the ohm techs that are on there. There's other ones that aren't on there too that are the same thing in different form factors. Like the uh, they make 50 watt desktop desktop lasers that are big, yeah. like the the Ranger back there. Um, but they have that 16 by 24, I think, is the minimum size on those, which is like three to four times the workspace that you're getting out of the k40 i mean it just and it's still like fairly compact and it's still fairly budget friendly uh what's the z depth on those like a a shit ton more than yeah it's like it's like it's it's like three times the z height well and the reason the reason i even bring that up is even if you're not doing like because you know it's not even to do something that's really thick or depth heavy it's just the fact that, like, if you were going to put in, like, a one-inch cutting board, right, and then you've got to have so much focal distance, like, you're limiting yourself just it, it by what you can put in there on the other one. On the desktop, I'm telling Right, yeah. right, but on the mom port, you'd be limit like, if Kyle said an inch and a half, yeah, you and again, took I up 70% of your space. I don't even want to call it the mom port, because <laughs> they're not... It's not the Mon port. It's it's it's, it's made by K40 another company, OEM. Sticker on it. Yeah, it's yeah. literally a K forty. So just so just new. yeah, no long um, answer, short question, but no yeah. fail on that. Yep, you'd be better off with a like a, a mid grade diode. While you're at the and you'd be ready diode. to go. Yeah, while you're at the buying guide, you can look at a variety of diode lasers that we do recommend. A variety of CO two lasers that we do recommend. A variety of fiber lasers that we do recommend. We tried to get them to send us one of the fibers. They don't want to send the fiber. They only want to send the K40. So uh, yeah. we we haven't touched any other stuff, and it doesn't really seem like we're going to. So here's another one here. Tips on generating test grids for light burn for fiber. I've done zero of that. 
uh, go up to the laser tools and hit material test grid. And then depending on what you're working on, I'm assuming it's metal, um, is going to be anywhere from like a line distance of 0.001 to a line distance of 0.04. So if you find that your line distance is too small, jump higher. And if it's too small and you're not getting what you want, jump lower. If you're looking for colors, you want low power. If you're looking for ablation, you're you're going for power and frequency. In a nutshell. What I like to do when I'm doing testing, I haven't done this with the test grids, but it applies, is like start with a a large interval. So like uh, you know, whatever setting, doesn't matter. You're, if you do like 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, then the next one, if you like how it looks between 200 and 300, do like 200, 220, 240, 260, 280, 300. And then if you like how mm-hmm. it looks between 240 and 260, do 240, 245, 250, 255, 260. You know what I mean? So, and it kind of, you're almost like zooming in, you know, to like yeah. really see, because especially with non metals, but metals too very very small differences in power can make a huge difference to the outcome of the mark um and that's the best way to find it so i would employ that uh when using the material tester thing well um miranda followed up uh, about the marketplace that should be done before that i have this baby though right dot 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 hopefully I would say, but I'm not allowed. So, you know. (laughs) Got her. We'll see. (laughs) Time frames, man. It's a double-edged sword. Time frames. Um, Miranda, what day specifically is this baby coming out? (laughs) Give me the date. Bill is saying, uh, putting price to one side for a fiber laser, would you choose a 3D EasyCat 3 machine or a 2D Lightburn machine and why? 2D Lightburn machine because it has 3D height map engraving built into it already. So unless you unless you were literally doing like I'm looking around on my desk for like a good example and I can't even I can't even locate one. If you if you have a shape like this made out of metal and you need to mark text up this side of it and then down this side of it and it all needs to be in focus and you have to jig it up like this every time get the 3d one if you don't need to do that literally anything else can be you can you can project around curves with a 2d laser you can do 3d height map engraving to get reliefs and 3d shapes with the laser uh light burns a significantly better piece of software and it's a thousand dollars cheaper so and we can also hope in the future that they'll offer easy additional easy. 3d support yeah 3D support, so yeah. so i'll uh, add on to that too the only use case that i would ever see at least myself going for a 3d laser and this could change would be uh probably if i went with like a 10 watt uv and i was planning on doing really wavy glass or um a significant amount of project marking style marking like if if all i was doing was glass and i didn't like rotary would like give me a heart attack kind of situation (laughs) that would be the only time like 
Alex Campbell with his 12 watt that he has where it's got a table, like a rotating table for glassware specifically. And I think that would give me a heart attack. <laughs> but I, but I think, that's what you get it for is just that, you know. The thing like that people don't realize about the 3D features of EasyCAD 3 too, and it's a big reason why we haven't shown it on the channel yet because I don't know how to do it. And uh, it, I would have to sit for a long time and really learn how it all works. But you essentially have to import 3d models of what you're marking uh in order to utilize that 3d functionality it doesn't just know it doesn't just like scan the surface and say oh here's the thing i gotta go it's, there's no autofocus or anything like that you literally have to build a 3d model of the thing that you are marking and then bring that 3d model into easycad 3 and then wrap your marking around that digitally and then make sure that that model and wrap match up to the real life object perfectly and then mark it and it's like that's that's a long tedious difficult list of things that need to be done perfectly in order to utilize those features at all so and that's why it's great yeah. when you're making a thousand of something it makes sense to take that time to do it and do it right because you're just going to zap them and wrap them just do, 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 do. So, yeah. yeah, it's um, the use case is very specific. Very that's, specific. that's a good point, too. And for all else, light burn. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said it makes my brain hurt thinking about it. Joel says, build or buy a CO2 gantry. Uh, build for fun, buy to use if if you if you don't here's a question do you care if you have a working machine nine months from now <laughs> if the answer is no build one you'll have a ton of fun uh you'll learn a shit ton about how lasers work uh you'll be really well positioned to build and fix them in the future but uh if if you're not okay with not having a working laser nine months from now uh buy one yeah the the reality is is it, it's a toy until it's fine-tuned and the problem with projects are they often form. fall to the back burner yeah yeah um it, it, it's that's just the reality yeah so um if you're if you if you like fiddling with stuff and you don't need a production machine uh, i'll add that mm -hmm. then uh building could be a good option yeah. if you need something that's going to function as a production machine and it's not like a crazy use case, right? Like you don't need something that's can't be bought. Um, if, if that's the case, then maybe you do have to build it if there's just nothing that's meeting your needs, but that, that would be the only, uh, add on I'd share. Also, on that if one. you, if you are building for fun and you end up wanting to go that route, there are excellent DIY kits available from light object, which we've talked about many times on the channel. Links to those over at the buying guide to lasereverything.net slash buying guide. So uh, you can check those out. Uh, Kyle will likely be getting his hands on one of those DIY build kits later in the year this year. So that might be something. That'd be fun to watch. That might be something to look at. Yeah. That's that's the goal. Yep. Um, Bob says, are there any certifications or licenses I can obtain in engraving? Not to I my knowledge. I don't think so either. I mean, I've been there's doing this a long time. I haven't heard. I a, a lot of the companies that sell lasers will 
sell some kind of program that you get a little certificate at the end of it, but it's just a participation trophy. It's not I was any kind say, of real legal cute. certification. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. the only thing I could think that might be useful, but it doesn't come from engraving. If you can get Adobe certified, which they do mm-hmm. actually have programs for Adobe certification, yep. um, using AI, using uh, what else do you guys think would be good? Really just AI is probably the, the most Photoshop, Photoshop maybe. Yeah, Photoshop. Photo, Photoshop yeah. <clears throat> so you can do those as an online thing. And if you were going to, like if you were trying to get specific customers or tell people like I have these skills and this knowledge, that could be really useful uh, in certain cases, especially for like photos. Well, so, marketing, you know, for marketing, yeah. you can do it. Yeah. Certified Adobe certified engraving specialist. Yeah. So, so I guess the answer is more uh, centered around um, not so much the engraving itself, but the things you use to do the engraving. Yep. So you'd be you'd be looking at you know AI or Photoshop or if you you know if you're building your own website for marketing or you know you can get certified in web dev or whatever from various schools that kind of thing. Oh, Jack in the shop! Look what he said. LMA cert. LMA certified. Maybe someday in the future. <laughs> um, Boy's seal of approval. <laughs> like six peaches. That's right. So Vince says, I was told that Monport and OM Tech fiber lasers are made in the same place. IOW, no difference. Um, we don't know because they're wherever they OEM them from, they're not branded by them. They're you know they're paid to put OM Tech or Monport or whatever on the fiber laser. It's less about the brand and more about features. The, the style of machine that I'm advocating yeah. for here. It's it's that the specifically the 40 watt the 40 watt Monport is AK40. Oh, he, he's talking about fibers. Oh, you're talking about fiber. Oh, uh, there's massive difference in uh, build quality and components between a ton of fiber lasers and i don't know if yeah. that's yeah if, if there's a difference between the mom like the head. maybe they are getting them white labeled from the same exact place i don't yeah. know uh here's the but, other piece of that uh, god yeah, you're right nope i'm just saying you're right yeah um it and here's the other piece of that too is um i mean they may have a contract to get it oem from somewhere but there's nothing stopping them from getting it oem from somewhere else if they don't like the quality or something happens or supply issues or they're not filling the contract at the other end or, you know, whatever. So whether they're getting it from the same place or not, we'll probably never know because they're probably under an NDA. So they're not going to share it. But um, the reality is, is um, it, that's it. We don't know. Yeah. And we probably won't. If you had to choose between a 50 watt JPTLP or a 30 watt JPT MOPA source, which would you go with? 50 watt. The fact that you're asking means my answer is the 50 watt LP because you don't have a clear goal or use case for the M7, so you don't need it. If you if you knew what you needed it for, if you had a specific reason that you would want that, then we could debate the pros and cons of each, but <laughs> The fact that you don't, I, I'm say, I would say that the 50 watts going to be far more useful to you as far as just getting job times down. It can do 90% of what the M7 can do. 
with more wattage. So there's there's really no unless you have a specific reason you want the M7 other than that's like the hot the hot thing right now and everybody's getting them. It's not a good reason to get it. Uh, the I, I would get the 50 watt. It's my yeah. on that. The 50 watt JPT has the the one to 600 kilohertz range what? and the the fact behind that would be most people probably won't be exceeding 200 ever. I don't exceed in their, in their normal use case. It's a very, it's very rare. Um, You have to be working with like ultra soft materials that are very sensitive to even consider going that high or just a really high power laser. Um, Mm. So my vote would be a 50 watt too. Yeah, the reason I said 50 watt is mostly because it, like Alex said, the speed, like the ability to ablate metal and actually do depth of engraving is going to be not double, but it's going to be probably like 30% higher. Maybe 30%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get, you'll get, the the biggest advantage for you with the 50 watt is really going to be your lens selection. Yep. Yeah, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to pull a 220, a 250, or a 300 millimeter lens out and Throw actually use range. it instead of it just doing nothing. I mean, there's a huge difference in just your workspace availability. And when you use those larger lenses, it opens up new options for you when when doing like project mark or cylinder correction and light burn uh, and 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 doing Z marks and, and different like kind of even color markings with the LP source. We've seen time and time again, uh, in community posts around laser everything that it's more than than capable the lp source of producing a a solid range of uh like oxidization marks uh like color marks on on the surface of steel it's totally doable uh even without the fine dial control of the mopa so there's Again, yeah. unless you have a very specific reason you want the, the MOPA, I would I would just get the LP. The, the last part I was going to say, too, is like the number of projects that you can do would be 99.98%. And those 0.02, who even knows if you'll ever even have somebody walk through your door with those projects. So, you know, okay. why? Uh, to follow that up, as says, he subscribed to the uh, LMA. Uh, very good info and all the info on the YouTube Liper and for Galver crash courses. Smiley face, smiley face. Thanks for signing Thank up, you, brother. For the LMA. If you guys don't know or haven't heard, Laser Master Academy is the number one way to support the channel. Uh, it keeps these guys here and uh, doing what they do, and it allows me to do this full time, and it supports all of our communities and all of our infrastructure and all of our ongoing projects and uh, things that are still under wraps and things that are very obnoxiously still being developed, even though they should have been well done by now, and the podcasts and everything else we do. It's all, it's all viewer supported. We don't sell sponsorships. Uh, we don't take money from companies to publish reviews, anything like that. Uh, it's, it's 100% viewer supported. If you want to find out how you can support the channel and everything else we do here at Laser Everything, head over to masters.lasereverything.net because that's what allows us to create all this content for free. We don't like locking things behind paywalls. There's very little bonus content. I don't want to undersell it. There's some bonus content, (laughs) but there's very little bonus content on the LMA. Uh, It's it's really there and almost 2,700 subscribers on the LMA, guys, by the way. Uh, it's amazing yeah we're well on the way to 3,000 lma members which is incredible 
the the reason that those people are there is because they know without it uh laser everything as it exists today would would not be so um huge shout out to everybody who supports us over there thank you az for signing up and uh, again if you want to find out more about that you can find out over at masters.lasereverything.com oh yeah i want to let's ask az what you got what's your equipment what are you working with just i'm just curious with a new person jumping in here like what what kind of yeah, setup sure. do they have what what made them join you know stuff like that that'd be cool um while we're waiting for that reply we got jack in the shop what is the voltage tolerance on a fiber laser source it says it needs 48 volts would it fire in 46 um i'm not honestly sure what the variance is i'm um on the output side on the input side i know it can range but on the output side i'm pretty sure it's probably going to want pretty much exactly 48 volts there should be a potentiometer like a little screw usually next to the output voltage Mm -hmm. um area where you can turn that up to dial it up uh to tune it in um it you might have you might be more used to that on like your co2 um because that's often something we got to do on the laser the laser tube source but um you may need to uh crank it up just a little bit while watching the voltage with the multimeter the voltage tolerances are listed on the spec sheets for each source typically and uh we have almost all of the spec sheets and manuals available at lasereverything.net slash downloads um so if you don't know you can look it up over there or consult with your manufacturer's website of the source uh to find that information it's usually very tight uh especially on the sources and the galvo scan heads so you want to make sure that those are outputting the proper voltage too because those are very easy to uh over or under drive and we see the effects of that regularly on uh our various communities too so with the with the blue ball lasers, it's always it's always the scan head power supply. Every and on the soundboard. Whoa! <laughs> Alex has turned into a, a, a merlock. What's it called? A merlock. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's been playing WoW again, Kel. <laughs> yep. Um, the shit out of that, just so you know. <laughs> oh, good All stuff. right. Uh, <laughs> AZ says, I'm new to this. Uh, this is from a couple of minutes ago. But AZ says, I'm new to this, but can you tell me what power, speed, and frequency do, like what each effect on has on metal? Um, yes. So power is the, the raw output power. Speed is the, the speed in which that the, the scan head or the, the head of the laser is going to move across the material. And the frequency is the, the frequency of pulses going into the material from the laser. So if you have like a 25... Uh, kilohertz frequency that's 25,000 pulses per second uh, and that's at a given power Um, if you increase the frequency it's going to do many more smaller hits with the same same given amount of power in that in that time frame Um, and yeah it's kind of a cohesive relationship so if you want to dig deeper you need to either slow down the speed or increase the power or move the frequency into the the peak peak power range, which is which for lower. most lower water it, sources is lower. Yeah, one analogy that, or actually two analogies that have helped people understand frequency because power and speed are pretty 
straightforward. But I know in the LMA, I've helped a couple of people in the Discord. I've helped a couple of people. It's almost like um, using a hammer or using sandpaper, right? So when you've got a lower frequency, you're you're following through and you're hammering that power and speed, you know, like just pow. And if you're hiring it, it's the, like it's almost like just tinking it, right? Or the sandpaper, like a low grade or a low grit versus a high grit. Low grit's gonna ablate. And the high grit's gonna kind of polish and smoother, smooth it, yeah. So if that helps you understand it too, but power and speed are pretty much right on, you know. Yeah, the thing the thing to understand about frequency that doesn't get covered very often on non MOPA sources, MOPA works a little bit differently, is that uh, for the most part, and again, there's. Uh, it's a more complicated than this. I'm oversimplifying it, but the faster you pulse the beam, because it's not with like a CO2 gantry laser, when when you draw a line, the laser turns on and it doesn't turn off until it's done drawing the line, and then it turns off. It on a fiber or another Galvo style laser, that beam is pulsing as it's moving down the line, and the more often you pulse, and again, I'm oversimplifying this. The more often you pulse, the less time you have to charge up between pulses, which means your pulses are weaker, right? If you do less pulses, you have more time in between those strikes to charge up more energy and it has more, there's more impact behind it. It's like if I'm pitching you a baseball once Mm. a minute or I'm pitching you a baseball 100 times a minute how hard are you going to be able to hit the ball you know so the the, think of the frequency like that you you the the higher the higher the number the 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 more bunting you're going to be doing i'm just picturing you like (laughs) yeah exactly anyway i don't know there's a lot of analogies for you pick the one that's least horrible i think the hammer is the easiest one because it's like or so, anyways, I hope Boyce is clipping all of this. I'm going to be having a field day. Boyce, I think. Uh, I, I want to see some new clips, man. I feel like I've been a little clip deprived lately. Well, the holiday. I was yeah. out of town quite a bit. But good for you. I, I got a couple. It's like a two-day weekend. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, Boyce, did you chill over the over the break? He's like, two days. I'm, I'm <laughs> making shit, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with that with the with the talk of q pulse and frequency and all that i think that also covers um az's question here all right we got 10 minutes let's speed run uh caffeine machine can lipern control a second motor for automation example using a rotary for marking pens and a second motor for a pick and place to remove and replace the pens uh no yeah it it does not support uh external access support other than rotary at this time uh, will that change in the future? We hope so, hope so. but we don't know. Nobody knows. It'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, done. Let's see. 100 balls per minute. <laughs> I'm like lightning round. Since the EasyCAD 3 101 video, has EasyCAD fixed the DPI glitch? Uh, did we do an EasyCAD 3 101 video? Uh, I didn't because I don't have a machine for it. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think I did either. Maybe you're thinking of the EasyCAD 2 101 video. It might uh, be. 
the DPI, don't ever use fixed DPI. And EasyCAD, again, we're lightning rounding this, so I'm going to keep this answer super short. The fixed DPI feature in EasyCAD is flawed for multiple reasons. Set your resolution in an external raster editing program like Photoshop. If you set it to 300 in Photoshop and you import it and leave fixed DPI off, it will be 300 DPI. That's just how EasyCAD works. So just set it in an outside uh, raster editing program and and leave it alone. That, that That's my recommendation on that. Uh, Mike says, so circling back to the test grid question, not much point in going past 200 kilohertz. Probably not unless you're specifically looking for colors or you're working with like an ultra, ultra soft material at high wattage power or something like that. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I got so a, I, a shout out AZ, man. He, uh, he or she hit us up with a $20 uh, thank you, man. chat. So thanks. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Hit it, Kyle. Hit it. I need to find it. This is why I need this. <laughs> Kyle, ship that to me. <laughs> it lost all this. Uh, so <laughs> Willie said, so I noticed in the settings uh, for your downloads does not have stainless. Do you usually use the same settings for steel and stainless? Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yes. Brush stainless steel. and steel. 100%. Brush yep. steel, brush steel. In fact, most of those settings were generated using stainless so we just don't yes. differentiate between them. They're they're similar enough in the vast majority of cases that all of the settings are going to work for either. Yep. Love says, can you learn Lightburn in there? I'm assuming she's referring to LMA. Um, it links. To, check out the, the the playlist on our so, on our yeah, YouTube. I, so here's the thing. So again, the LMA doesn't house anything particularly noteworthy. It's the <laughs> platform we use to fund our ongoing development of the courses we offer to everyone for free so if you want to support those efforts the lma is a great place for you to go uh you can learn lightburn by going to lasereverything.net there is a courses tab in the top right corner and if you click it it will say all of the different courses basically picking a software click lightburn for galvo boom you're in and you're learning, it pulls the YouTube playlist right up. It doesn't cost a dime. It's available to everybody for free. Uh, that's, yep. that's how we try to do it over here. Uh, we do have it kind of organized into like a nice course structure on the LMA, but it's not <laughs> uh, purchase not necessary. One thing yeah. I want to say too is um, from going in there more often lately, right? Like one of the biggest things as far as learning goes is the speed at which you can get responses because everybody in there like besides Kyle, Alex, Miranda, uh, Andrew, Anthony, Michael, everybody who helps out in there, like the amount of people who help each other is huge. Like it's, it's yeah. not like it's almost like if you boiled the groups down to the five or 10 percent of very active people and they're all in one spot. Yeah. Right? Um, so just saying it's I mean, very, the thing about it is like. These are all of the pe these people are paying to be there. It's not a Facebook group where they click the button and then they're there. You know, like it, these people are spending their hard-earned money to exist in this space, and thus the quality of responses and posts all around 
is significantly higher because they're motivated. You know what I mean? They're spending money to to be here and and participate and engage in these conversations. And that adds value. So in case you don't understand what he's saying, I went on one day and clicked on the chat and it was like 256 comments had been made since the last time I had looked at it. Then the next day when I logged in, I think it was like 79. So you're getting like 80, you know, it's, it's all the time people talking and seeing your questions and helping you figure stuff out. So just saying it's really great. Uh, Vince says he signed up for LMA last month. Push it. Yeah, for real. Smack it. One job. Actually, Kyle has like 87 jobs. <laughs> Can we get all of the bop it noises in a row on there? Twist it. Oh my God. Bop it. Push it. I love the Roblox one. So John, John's got a good point here. Smash the like button, folks. Yeah, I mean, you we're, can a, smash, we're, we're a little shy on those likes. Here. Uh, um, if you're watching the rerun, definitely smash it. It's super helpful on the rerun. And don't forget to leave a comment because that makes a big difference. Hey, there you go. AZ got a OMTEC 60 watt CO2 and a 60 watt OMTEC fiber as well. He's got the match set. Oh. No. And Jeff uh, also signed up the other day. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Sherman. You, Jeff. Look at that. That is on Um. AZ started with a laser pecker and found the guys, uh, you guys, us on YouTube, and really got into lasers and expanded from there. It sounds like I'm so very I'm cool. so stoked to play with this thing. I can't wait to like. <laughs> I've played with it a little bit. I've played with your pecker. Seen, Come on, dude. Shit, you know that's cool, what man. That thing is cool. It's cool. It's got big problems, <laughs> but it's a neat toy, and that is what will be reflected in my review uh so definitely no joke uh good for you for upgrading but it's gonna be fun i'm i'm excited just for like for funsies for funsies i even set up to check this out check out this new setup look i got this top down setup going on now look how fancy this is so i can like show buttons and things you know from like a different perspective never before seen Ooh, he's so fancy it's like behind the scenes, but 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 not behind the scenes now. Yeah, it's like your cuticles done in front of the scenes. Okay, that's a horrible sound, but look at yeah. look at those views. Look at that. That's it's like scraping chalkboards. Like, isn't this awesome? Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, stop uh, it. For real. For real. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jack thinks he might have a, a bad supply, uh, power supply. Yeah, so it, it sounds like it might be if you can't open it up to 48 volts at full open uh, on that potentiometer, it sounds like you uh, you may need to get that warrantied. Dude, whenever people are having problems with anything ever these days, I'm just like, replace the power supply. Like, there's, been, there's been so many power supply problems recently. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Riley, Riley Black is excited to see their, their podcast episode go up. Oh, let me see. Let me see how far away we it's are. coming I'm, I'm behind i know i'm behind i'm well aware uh do, 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 do. let me see which episode we're on for the podcast uh do, do, do. onboard cameras two out. Uh, two out yep two out guys Ooh. two out soon tm I'll probably catch up by the end of the week if i try really hard just flood people with podcast episodes. Hey guys, been uh, to do. 
Carlos says he joined last month. Uh, he ordered a 50 watt cloud ray, which he has not received because it was lost in transit. They had to ship him another new one. Bro, uh, hopefully that second one shows up too. Bank. I mean, that, that would be cool. But uh, ho- ho- hopefully it arrives and you you, uh, you get the joy of unboxing, setting it up, and, and pew-pewing with the new fiber for the first time because it's, it's like a repeat of Christmas all over again every you time you start the a new laser. Man, you get the second thing. box and do this like... <laughs> Like, just push the other one off the. <laughs> You're like, I, I didn't get any lasers. Just scoot it under the table and be like, it's fantastic. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it was jettisoned. Oh well. By the way, I want to focus on John's question to me, which should be for Kyle, I believe. <laughs> is it like hot dogs and dry plates? What is? <laughs> <laughs> that was a total Kyle thing. Mm, yeah, it was a Kyle thing. Because Kyle somehow thought that was less dirty than hot dogs down hallways. It's just the driveway. Not any better. It's like almost worse. That's a sexy driveway you got there, baby. So, so TMB Farming says, I just purchased an 80 watt JPT fiber. I'm a new member of the Laser Everything Academy. Where do I find the library for the, my fiber? Uh, when you log into the LMA on the left hand side, you'll see a downloads area. I That's where you go. You. I will show you right now. Even better. Oh, my God. My keyboard is not turned on. Okay, there we go. Master. <laughs> Imagine your keyboard just trying to. Okay, you know, so here's the element. Out to awesome. um, uh, all of these things are going on here. It's a lot to look at, but what you want over here on the left hand side, downloads right there. You're going to click that, and then we're going to click Fiber Param Library. Boom. And when you download this, uh, pretty dope right here. So let me see. Uh, um, where is the library? Here. Boom. Download. It's going to download the zip folder and you can extract this, but actually check this out. Look, so we have libraries for easy Two, easy three and light burn. And then Kyle has pre-converted the library for every wattage. machine. And then if you go into that wattage machines, let's say we're looking for a 60 watt machine. Kyle has pre-converted the library for every lens configuration for that wattage. It's too sexy. Okay, so there's literally you don't have to do any work. You just need to find your your software. Okay, EasyCAD two, your machine eighty watt, and then your lens one hundred and fifty. Boom, and there's the Mark Pram dollar. Boy, the way it's changed in one year, holy cow! Very, yeah, very, yep. very, very it'll, easy for you guys. It'll be seeing some updates too soonish oh. at some point. One of the um, one of the things that we have been kind of working on under wraps a little bit is uh, I don't like that the laser param converter only works for windows users. So we're paying somebody to uh, turn that into a word. What the hell are you guys laughing? <laughs> what was that? What's that fake ass cough? <laughs> no, you said we're keeping under wraps. Like <laughs> I just looked up and caught him like, What's wrong with you guys? We're He's like a hot dog and a on a coffee uh, or something. I'm gonna pay somebody on Fiber to turn it into a, a WordPress app so we can add it to uh. our website. Okay, so then you can you'll have access to that conversion functionality online if, if you need it. That's what I was trying to say. 
I fucking pay this motherfucker and he's over here like <laughs> it's gonna be the next clip Kyle how are we doing on chat dude Whoa. here's a question uh, he always uh, Todd always reads issues about Lightburn after updates and that EasyCAD 2 always reads issues about crashing so for someone new use EasyCAD 2 or just skip it and learn Lightburn opinion my opinion on that is um, Lightburn is still actively updated and um, when they create issues they usually follow that up with a like a, an update of the same version like a couple days or a week later yep. whereas EasyCAD 2 has been a dead program for like 18 years and, and you get notes on the updates that tell you what got updated which is so nice yeah. change log and yep. when you find a nice stable version that's working for you you can just stick with that and don't update immediately wait for feedback from joint sign up for their forum I think it's forum <clears throat> forum.lightburnsoftware.com and yep. and watch the responses after a new update is pushed and see if people are having issues with it or not if people are having issues wait until the next update uh because there's most builds are stable so when you get an update download it install it run it for a while if it's working good make that your your kind of like your daily driver and then keep an eye on the forum and pick your next update accordingly that's the number one yes. thing i see people say bad about lightburn is well i lost all my settings and my whole library was useless and it's like did you try reverting back to your previous uh, use no and then they you know just double click it reinstall and it's fine yeah yeah um fire round mead 916 says my mopa is such a mm, getting consistent colors is so hard for me an adult podcast you can say bitch yeah whatever kind of kind of a waste for the extra cash over normal markers in his opinion so yes uh the 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 hard and fast truth of mopa and doing colors is that everything about it is going to be inconsistent because there are so many variables that can influence it because you're effectively doing precision heat treating with like the power of the sun um, well, and like the ambient <laughs> temperature of the material and it is infrared so yeah like matt said there there's just so many uh variables humidity material temperature ambient temperature uh how much heat is being sucked out of the material uh via you know radiant heat how big the piece of material is to distribute that heat uh there's For just sure. On the brand yeah. new, on the brand new Laser Everything Wiki, which Kyle and I are very slowly filling out, uh, yes. LaserEverything.net under the Resources tab, what the very first Q and A post on that wiki is: Can you share color marking parameters with me? And we have a short paragraph to address that, which Kyle and I copy and paste to people regularly. The thing that sucks about MOPA colors is that there are a significant number of var variables that affect the result that don't really apply to marking. Everything from the humidity, temperature of the room, temperature of the part, lens, wattage, pulse output power of your machine, and whether or not your favorite sports team won the last big game all change the results you get. Not to mention there are a million types of stainless that all react differently and show different colors. At some point, Kyle, We'll be posting a guide on how to hunt for your own colors effectively. But yes. for the time being, we don't have color settings just listed somewhere for the exact reason uh, being stated here. Reproduction is usually difficult and flawed. They're a great starting point, but more than any other technique, 
every user's machine is going to see significant differences in these results. So it's it sucks. That article just basically says it sucks because it does. Yes. It sucks. Yep. You need to to definitely use your patience. Mike wants to know if that was a laser pecker for. And John said you just whipped out your pecker. What the hell is a laser pecker for? What they didn't send you. Well, a laser pecker is for procreation of quality parts. They sent me a two and I asked for the three, which is the 1064 one. And they laughed at me and said, no. And now there's a four. So it's like, okay, guys, I, you know, yeah, you have to actually send it to me. I can't, I'm not going to advertise your crap if you don't send it. So, yeah. Um, and you just got that new fancy camera from looking dead. Oh, no, that's for Pokemon cards. Oh, okay, that's fair. Mm. Dual, dual use, dual use. Pecker, Peckermon. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> I think that's about it. Oh, oh yeah. Miranda said, Hey, stop bullying Kyle. Oh, my god, Miranda and I both know that you are far from bullied. True, true. By the way, shout out to Willie. I'm, I'm very much loved. If anybody here gets bullied, it's boys. Meh. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy. Or Jimmy. Don't Jimmy leave me out. Don't leave me out. We, we love Jimmy. You're old. And we love boys. We actually like boys, so. It's a, it's a whole family here. We love each other. I see you've gone, you've gone for the full softy at this point. Do you not wear the hard, the hard case for that sucker anymore, Jimmy? <laughs> Well, no. You sound like your neck brace. Soft all the time now? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. She just kind of dangles. Just walked into that sucker. Kind of dangles. <laughs> oh, no, I play it. You, you walked into, into it, did you, boys? Yeah. I think we... Uh, <laughs> I think we need We're to, losing it here. We need to call it. Uh, um, <laughs> listen up. I'm calling for an emergency stop. A little, ho- a little housekeeping before we close up. Um, Got it. If you guys haven't listened to it, Emergency Ugh. Stop, great new podcast where the five of us talk about literally anything except lasers. Ugh. It's pretty awesome. You can find it over at emergencystop.net. If you want to laugh, I highly recommend it. It is a very good time. Recording for that show will resume this Thursday. Miranda says we're all fired. Uh, so there will be new I'm episodes of Emergency Stop coming out starting probably early next week um additionally i don't know when the marketplace is coming online i will keep you guys updated though what else is important we got lots of new episodes on the way i'm getting back into my editing cycle after my little micro vacation voice is giving me his weekly reminder to buy merch uh lasereverything.net slash merch if you want to get some dope laser everything merch i love that hoodie dude it's so sick it's so cool and uh (laughs) What else? Uh, Don't forget to smash the like button. Let everybody else know that the content is good. And don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you get notified the next time we go live with a new episode of the Laser Source podcast. If you guys got super extra awesome amounts of value out of today's podcast episode and you want to make sure we can continue doing the stuff we do over here at laser everything i mentioned it mid-roll during the show but uh you can find out more about that over at masters.lasereverything.net bonus goodies like extra live streams and bonus podcasts 
episodes of this very podcast that you're listening to right now. Great community, bunch of other stuff. You can find out more over at Masters. Again, .lasereverything.net. Anything else? We good? Got it covered. <laughs> you guys ready for 2023? Not at all. I think Boyce is the only one here who's actually prepared for I'm the... ready. I'm new, man. I still, I'm still I th- getting. I thought I was ready for 2022. See how that went. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting ready for 2019, like right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, it's going to be a great 2020. <laughs> All right, guys. We love you. We're stoked for a great new year. Hit me up. Uh, Facebook, Discord. Links to those down in the description. Those are free. That's all I got. We're like way over. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bingo, bango.